Hi guys, and uh, welcome to the Matt's BB podcast. <laughs> Hope you're all still still uh, enjoying the podcast and you're not uh, um, sick of me yet. <laughs> but uh, just in case you fancy um, um, even a different voice, I have voice to have a special guest on today's pod. Welcome to to um, Sheffield Wednesday's star writer Joe Cram. Um, really, really pleased to uh, have you on the the uh, pod. At, and it, thanks again, Joe, for coming on. It's a pleasure, mate. You're giving me too much of a nice intro there, though. I'm, I'm just a guest. The special is a, a little bit too nice for me, I think. <laughs> well, you know, you, you're a, um, a a brilliant journalist, so we've got to give that introduction, mate. So, well, how are you? You all right? How are you doing? Yeah, good. I'm good. So, obviously, a tough time of year now. Obviously, transfer window, so kind of constantly on the phone, WhatsApp's blowing up, all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a really interesting time of year this because you start to get in sort of a, an inclination as to the, how the team might set up. Obviously, uh, we've got preseason starting in a week as well. So yeah. yeah, everybody else gets a break, but the journalists don't get a break at this time of year. This is a it's as busy as it gets for us. Yeah, I uh, yeah, very just so so what have you been up to um, um this last week then? Yeah, so we've just, we're obviously myself and Alex, you know, we, like yeah. I say, we're just kind of constantly on the phone. I think I think he's probably sick of me as well because I spend all my time calling him to, mm-hmm. you know, obviously bounce ideas off each other and that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, is it, the last kind of week, it's it's been a bit strange because there's the a lot of the players, a lot of the people involved in these deals have been on holiday, they've been away. And because of the, the World Cup coming up this year, things have been shifted around a little bit. So mm-hmm. we've got pre-season starting in sort of the 20th of June, but that a lot, of, a lot of the players' contracts, you know, the free agents that they are looking at, for instance, their their contracts are only expiring at the end of uh, end of this month. So you've got this sort of weird, sort of I suppose weird, weird couple of weeks where it's you've still got people on holiday, but also the teams are trying to get things done as well. So I know I know that that Darren Moore and his his recruitment team have been very very hard at work, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's still early stages for quite a lot of uh, quite a lot of bits. We. Uh, had a few bits and bats last week, but you know, I think that the the real hard work's going to start now. Yeah, um, definitely. With the, some of the um, the Mullins, what we've been hearing. So, um, so I'll ask you a few questions if you don't mind. So the first one is, um, and this is one I like to ask a. Um, um, everyone, what comes on? Um, so, uh, what did you want to be when you were at uh, school? Yeah, I'm actually really lucky. I um, obviously I want to be a footballer. You know, we all yeah. do, don't we? <laughs> um, yeah, we all do. I realised I realised early doors. I was probably maybe 13 or 14 when I realised I was wasn't going to be good enough to to play at a decent level. So I kind of sort of you know at that point I was just like, well, what's the what's the best way for me to get into the game without actually playing it? And, you know, the written word was something that always quite came quite easily to me. You know, English was always something I was relatively good at. I'd like to think so anyway, um, given yeah. what I do for a living. But yeah, it was for me, it was always a case of, you know, I, I 
the dream job when I knew I wasn't going to be able to play was to be able to, I suppose, watch football and write about it. And, you know, I've been very, very lucky, you know, a lot of, a lot of hard work over the years, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm very, very, um, very, very grateful to, to do what I do. And now obviously I get to, to do it covering my football team as well, which is an extra bonus. Yeah. Um, bro, so that um, re- really ties into this uh, next one. So, um, so uh, when did your interest in um, sports journalism start? So, yeah, probably like I say, when I was about 13 or 14, I, I have to clear up that it's... Alex is a sports journalist because he can write about other sports. I'm a football journalist because I know nothing, nothing about anything else, really. Mm. <laughs> no, jokes aside, like I, I, it was always football for me. You know, it was never about being a sports journalist. I always wanted to be a football writer. You know, that was always part of the plan. And then, you know, everything that I did sort of, I mean, I remember you'll be way too young to remember, but I remember interviewing Richard Wood. Um, I think I must have been about 12 or 13. It was part of like a, a school project that I did. Um, um, so yeah, seeing Richard Wood in the tunnel uh, the other week when we played Rotherham was a little bit strange for me. But yeah, I've, I've known for a, for a long time this is what I wanted to do. And I, I suppose the interest in, in football journalism really came around like when I, when I realised it was a, a genuine option for me. That was probably about 14 or 15, I think. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, uh, I mean, once you, once you saw to like, um, a, a, a like a latch onto something, you can't really, um, um, you can't really come, uh, um, um, away from it in a sense. Can you? You've got to really just um, stick at it, and then. Um, work hard and then um, and then the low way you are now <laughs> no absolutely I think that's that's part of it you know I think when you there's certain industries where it, it is just perseverance really you just got to keep pushing and, and wait for that gap find that niche and you know that's that's very difficult to do in football sometimes because there are so many people that that want to do it but like you say you've got to be a like a dog with a bell with it a lot of the time you just got to you know pick it up and, and keep pushing and and hopefully, hopefully things work out in the end. And yeah, like I say, I'm very, very lucky now to, to be covering Wednesday. And hopefully I get to see a promotion at some point as well. Because uh, last season wasn't much fun at all. Sorry, no, the season before last, last season was quite good. The season before last was, was not much fun at all. Yeah. Less than about that season, the better, eh? <laughs> um, so, um, so we're moving on. Um um, what was it like covering um, um, South African football? Then? South African football was 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 really interesting. It was in many ways it was like learning a whole new language because uh, you know I moved over there when I was twenty one, so you know I, I I obviously knew a few bits about South African football, but I would certainly not consider myself an expert. So I, w- I went over there and I had to learn about the teams, learn about the league, learn about the different players. Um, obviously lots of different languages over there as well they got 11 official languages in South Africa so different players speak different languages you know they come from different cultures different backgrounds so it was it was a it was a real experience and I, I, I do I like to think that my time over there played a big part in sort of the personality I am now the the I like to think that I'm quite worldly in, in a sense of you know being quite open to 
different sorts of you know ideas and that kind of thing and i i think that in in the uk sometimes we live quite a, a sheltered life um so yeah. to go over there and, and spend 10 years living in south africa was um yeah it was it was a really interesting period in my life and i i, I met, my, met my fiance over there as well so in that sense it turned out quite well <laughs> yeah yeah it um it um certainly have a new one of being um, brilliant um so um so what uh, can you um you um remember your first ever um Wednesday game then? So apparently, well I say apparently it is it is true because <laughs> my granddad wouldn't lie to me. But I went to my first game in about 1994, I think it was. But the first game I remember um was about I think 97. Um it was well, Sheffield Wednesday against Leeds. My um my, my my one granddad was a is it, yeah was a Wednesday fan. My other granddad was a Leeds fan, so I went with the both of them. And, and my dad, my dad's a Wednesday. I, you know, he's yeah. the reason I support who I do. Yeah, that was my that was first game back when we were good. You know, yeah. uh, back when we were in the Premier League and stuff. Again, right. something you won't remember. <laughs> well, well, I know exactly. <laughs> to be honest with you, um, hopefully, yeah, ten years, but. But uh, you're starting to uh, think, you know, uh, uh, will it uh, ever happen in um, in um, your lifetime? But but we're just going to hope that it, that it uh, does really and just um, uh, and, uh, give, give it uh, 10 years max and hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll be there. Oh, yeah, we can help, mate. We can help because uh, it's been a long old road, this. No God, yeah, but um, so what's your thoughts on Wednesday for this coming season? I think it's it's tough to make too many sort of judgment calls now, you know, given the amount of new players that need to come in. Obviously, ten left already, potentially more if new contracts don't get signed as well. So, you know, I think it, you've got to temper your expectations a little bit uh, in terms of what comes in you know there's a what I do think Wednesday have got a good nucleus there and I, and, I, and I think it would be a real you know be a real shame if they weren't pushing for those, those, those top two places I think that you know with the the transfer restrictions gone now they don't have that looming over them you know Darren's got a full pre-season they don't have to sort of worry about these embargoes and players coming in late they can get the, their work done early and and I would like to think that you know top two is a real a real option for Wednesday next season with the with the mm. players they've got with the facilities they've got all that kind of stuff. Um, obviously the, the the crowd at Hills will play a massive part in in everything that they do. And I, I say I, I would like to think that top two is is really really achievable this season. But you know you've got to wait and see what happens because mm. you know this this transfer window still got a, a long way to go. Players coming in, potential exits as well. You know, it doesn't sound like there's anyone on the cards. You know, there was the talk of Josh Windass leaving at one point. It sounds like that's gone, mm-hmm. gone a little bit quiet now. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, if Wednesday can keep hold of what they've got and add to it, then I think Wednesday have got a really good chance next season. Yeah, um, um, same. Um, I, 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 um, I do agree with you on on that one. Um, I think. I think. I think at top two, um, um, realistically, we should be uh, aiming for. So, uh, yeah, um, absolutely. So, um, moving on, um, um, what do you think we need to make sure we're finishing the 
in the top two next season? Yeah, I mean, if I if I knew that, then I might be having Darren's job rather than this one. Um, but no, I think from a Wednesday perspective, they there's a there's a there's a couple of sort of key positions they need to to fix, and I think for me the the main one is the centre back. You know, they obviously yeah. had a lot of players leave. Um, they looked a lot stronger towards the end of last season with with Harley Dean with Jordan Story, but obviously they're not yeah. they're not our players, and they've they've gone back to their clubs now. I know they'd, they'd love to get Ali Dean back if they can. It's something that they're, they're probably still working on. Um, ben Hennigan from AFC Wimbledon, he's probably going to come in by the looks of it. You know, never say definite on these things until it's done. But you know, I heard this week that he's sort of agreed personal terms and that should happen if all things go well. But I still think after Hennigan, you're, you're still looking at another couple of centre-backs. And I think that's the key position. You know, Wednesday... Yeah. It was something that Wednesday really struggled with last season. That that kind of consistency in the in the back three would like to think we'll see more Dominic Ayo for the season. I've seen he's working really hard uh, in the pre pre season now, uh, doing some work before he goes back on on June twentieth. Um, you know, a, a fully fit Dominic Ayo in League One is a, a bit of a cheat code, really, given given yeah. how good he is. So you know, you hope to see a lot more of him next season. But yeah, I think that that is, like I say, for me, that centre-back position is is key. If Massimo Luongo leaves, then they need to fill that gap. But like I say, I just think they've got a, a strong nucleus of a side there. Um, and I also look at the sort of the players that are coming through and you've got, yeah, we've got we're going to see more of Fisar Deli Bashiru. We're going to see more of a Dennis, Dennis Adenaran. Um, Lee Gregory, you know, was 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 great last season. I think we'll be we'll see more of that with him this coming season as well. And it's just about getting the the balance right, I suppose. You know, Wednesday need to bring the average age down from last season, but they also don't want to just, you know, sign a load of kids and hope for the best. You've got to try and get the the mix there. And I think that's going to be key for Darren this summer is is getting that mix. You know, you've you've seen Wednesday link with sort of David Stockdale, who's a thirty six year old goalkeeper, and then also Elliot Anderson at Newcastle, who's nineteen. So I think that's where they where they need to need to get it right and, and getting that balance will be key for, for Darren. And the interesting thing as well is is what sort of formation he wants to use because that sort of decides what kind of players are being brought in as well. If he wants to play four two three one um, you need to sign a couple more wingers, but if he's going to stick to that three-five-two, then the wing backs, um, the wing backs, they have a, a different skill set. Yeah, yeah, um, very much so. Um, um, so, what's it like covering it Wednesday on on the transfer deadline day? It depends on the season. Um, <laughs> we've had a couple of really quiet ones. Obviously, since I've been here, this is the first Wednesday transfer window I've covered when they can actually spend a bit of money you know before it's been it's been free agents and loans and things like that so uh, yeah I've not really had the proper deadline day experience because it's been it's been dead quiet really um, it's been a couple of deals done I think the January transfer window deadline they, they signed they, I can't remember if they signed anyone last, last January uh, obviously this transfer window was another quiet one and I Deadline day is weird because it's, it's meant to be really manic and you, you kind of wake up and you've got all these things you're looking into. But like I say, from a Wednesday perspective, it's not really been that that busy. I think that might change this year because they've got a little bit more wiggle room with with what they, what they want to do and how they want to do it. But that being said, Darren wants to get his work done early as well. So I'm sure if it was up to him, he'd be signing nobody on deadline day because he wants to get it done before that. Of course, yeah. Yeah, work done early. And and um and um 
stopping them uh, um, proactively. So, um, um, what do you think of of the current rumours about um, uh, um, um, about what uh, when you want them possibly be signing in Ben Hennigan and they free up and David Stockdale from Wickham? Yeah, I think they're, they're both, you know, they're, they're both really solid League One signings, you know. David Stockdale had a, a very good season with Wickham last season, um, kept a lot of clean sheets. Ben Hennigan does all the things you want from a centre-back, really. I think he was third in the league in, in terms of centre-backs where it comes to aerial duels, won uh, most clearances in the league. And these are the kind of players you you need at League One level. You know, I think Wednesday mm. are, are going to be, as I mentioned before, I, I do think they're going to be uh, signing a lot of different types of players from a lot of different age groups because they're going to want to cover the bases and get that balance. But you know, mm. you look at the you look at someone like David Stockdale. He's got bags of experience. Uh, the interesting thing for for me with Stockdale is what it means for Cam Dawson. You know, obviously yeah. Cam's coming back. He's had a really good season at Exeter. Um, I can't imagine that that Cam or or David Stockdale are wanting to come and, you know, sit on a bench. So if yeah. uh, if the Stockdale thing does get done, you know, Alex did a story today saying that um, saying that he's agreed personal terms. So that looks like it's a, it's probably a goer as well. If he does come in, and I think that, yeah, I think a conversation's got to be had with Cam. And, and again, like I say, it just, it just feels like a really solid signing. You know, Wednesday, it, they conceded so many goals from set pieces last summer, uh, sorry, last season. And, Hennigan's the sort of player that can come in and, and sort of fix that. I, I think he's, for me, he's he looks like a direct replacement for Shea Dunkley. You know, if Shea had his injury problems, Hennigan doesn't tend to get injured. Um, I won't talk about that too much because uh, every time I talk about players not getting injured, they tend to get injured. So uh, yeah. we'll wait and see what happens there. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Um, um, so I, I want you to uh, write down the who you... Um, um, who you think the all um, all uh, win um, um win the World Cup this year? Um, um, I'll uh, add you to the uh, other guests' um, um predictions, and uh, once it's served, I'll I'll uh, announce the winner. Um, so so we're bragging rights, so so the so there'll be uh, no prizes for it. That's all it takes. It's all about pride, isn't it? Yeah. It, it, it's all about pride and maybe knowledge as well. Yeah. Do you, I mean, for me, do you, do you want me to say my prediction for the World Cup or do you just want me to write it down and send it to you? Yeah, yeah uh, please. If you can say that. that oh, yeah. Um, can you send it to my mum and then... Yeah, definitely. Can, definitely. Uh, that's it, great. So, um, so um, moving on, what uh, other sports are you into? Um, I, I like watching a lot of sports. You know, there's lots of sports that I have a uh, have a lot of respect for. It's it's, it's for, for me. I always find with sports, I like watching highlights because you know I, I'm not interested enough in a lot of other sports to sit through entire games. I am a, a big basketball fan. I go to NBA games every time I go over to, to the States. I go there quite a lot with my, with my fiance. Um, you know, I've been to various NBA games there and it's a sport I, I played a bit of when I was when I was younger as well until I realised I was a short arse and 
I was not going to ever be tall enough to play basketball. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 I do like, I like watching other sports, but I'm with me and other sports. A lot of the time it's about watching it live. You know, like I, I don't consider myself to be a big cricket fan, but I, I, I really like going to watch cricket live. I think it's just a really good atmosphere, good vibe there. Um, yeah, I just, I, I've dedicated my entire life to, to this football sport and um, yeah, never really had time for much else. Yeah. For the uh, only uh, way, so so what about um, so what about uh, music? Uh, what uh, any favorite um, uh, band you want to share with us? Uh, I'm going to give you the most basic Sheffield answer possible. Um, Arctic Monkeys is my, my favorite band ever. Um, so. Obviously, the Sheffield link plays a part in it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, just Alex Turner is an absolute genius of our generation. Um, but yeah, I've got very very eclectic music taste. Um, I you know I've been to see some some really obscure people live over the years. Been remember going to see Steps when I was younger, and <laughs> been to see Elton John, and I'm a you know, big, big Bring Me the Horizon fan now. You know, which is a slightly different genre of music to Steps. Um, but yeah, <laughs> in, indie music is was what I grew up on. So you know, like like I say, Alex Turner with the Archie Monkeys, see big Oasis fan as most people of my generation were at some point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, like I say, quite. Quite eclectic music taste. If it, if it sounds good to my ears, I'll listen to it. I'm I'm not particularly picky with that. Yeah, um, yeah, same here. Um, I uh, love them. Um, music. We went to see uh, LP last night. She's um, we've uh, I've actually just brought her her, her, her top from her um, concert. We looks good. That. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah Cheers. We went to well, Leeds to see her. She, she was just amazing. She, she was brilliant. She was uh, really good. So, um, um, have you ever been to Tramlines? Yes, I have. Um, so, t- Tramlines last year was my first big Tramlines because I was obviously in South Africa for a long time. I remember going to the first Tramlines when it was in, you know, it was just, uh, just off Devi, uh, on Derby Green. You know, it was a little yeah. thing with you know, they, they took over Division Street and it was this little, just like this little Sheffield thing that nobody seemed to know about. And now it's just massive. It, and it was, look, that, that was lovely. But going to Tramlines last year, after the couple of years we'd had, you know, with COVID and yeah, yeah. not seeing live music and not seeing people, I, I actually found it really emotional. You know, it was yeah. going and listening to live music again and being around people. I, I found Tramlines last year was just unbelievable. You know, the, just yeah. just the the atmosphere was great. Pe- the people were lovely as well. It it was almost like everyone had had this sort of unwritten agreement that we've had a horrible couple of years. Can everyone just be sound? Um, it was yeah. just really nice. I had a great time last year. Yeah. The weather was good enough. It wasn't it wasn't blazing hot, but it was good enough. Uh, but yeah, Tramlines is great. I'm looking forward to going again this year. Are you going to go through this year? <laughs> Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm going. I go um, um nearly every um, every every year. I go. Um, it's a uh, it's it's a brilliant. Love it. Um, love it. Love it. Listening to the uh, Everly uh, Pregnant Brothers are my favourite. Um, from yeah, the good blokes then. Oh, oh, class. <laughs> um, honestly, Joe, amazing. So um. 
Do you need an an, um, <laughs> an assistant as well to go with you for this year? <laughs> no, no, I uh, I'll be all right. I think. Um, <laughs> no, with with tram lines, it's that is a uh, I'm very much off. Um, off the books then there's no work involved for me uh, have a couple <laughs> of beers and enjoy the sunshine <laughs> oh yeah just him oh no counter beating but but if you're a change of hand just let me know I will always be there you'll be, you'll be the first name on my list mate don't worry <laughs> great so um, so uh, can you help me get a um, a a um, Few more guests on me, on me uh, pod. Um, um, have, you, have you got any uh, plays at phone numbers locked away? <laughs> locked away in your phone. We 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 don't talk to the players. That's not how it works these days. You're not allowed. Um, they all have to go through the club. So yeah, no, I I, I won't be able to help you there, unfortunately. <laughs> oh yeah, no. cool. So uh, um, do you have any uh, exclusives you can share with us today? Not today, unfortunately. No, you got me a little bit too late. If you'd spoken to me this morning, I might have had a couple for you. Um, but no, the the stuff that I've got now is uh, it's already online. Uh, yeah. The main the main one today was the was the Ben Hennigan piece that that went up this morning. Uh, but yeah, no, there's nothing nothing right now that's imminent. Um, like I say that the Hennigan bit went up this morning. Alex did his piece on on David Stock though. That's uh, that's probably the best we're getting for now. Uh, obviously, did a, a few bits on on Bailey Kadamatari before. Um, that's uh, that's all wrapped up and done now, and mm. fingers crossed there's a little bit more to come because uh, we don't want to be going into pre-season with no players. You know, got got to get a, bit, a few bits done before Monday. No, yeah, defo, um, defo. So, um, um, do you have any questions for me? Um, yeah, I actually wanted to ask you sort of why you decided to do a, a podcast. Like, what did you? Uh, was it? Was it? Is it something that you've always sort of fancied doing? Um, um, yeah, because I think I think um, um, because obviously I have um, with my um, um, conditions and stuff with um, with uh, what I've got, I wanted to um, to uh, do it to say to people with these um, with with these uh, problems um, problems that they've got. You know, you're not a learner. You can do um anything if you can put your mind to it um um and uh, i actually got uh, inspired from um from uh, james's podcast by listening to that it, it made me just feel oh well, i i really want to set him um, my um my own one up in it yeah and and just uh, here we are, really. Um, That's great, mate. It's it's uh, it's really inspirational to see you doing what you're doing, mate. Honestly, like uh, I think you uh, you need to keep it up because it's uh, it's really great to see. And I, I did want to ask as well, yeah. how did you end up getting lumbered with Wednesday? I know it's, it's never really a choice, is it? <laughs> no, it's just um, it's just a family, you know. My grandmas are Wednesday fan. My my uh, mums are in the. In the year, just started going from it. Then my um, my first game was um, was in think it was two thousand and um, 
the year 2011, but uh, I weren't that in Bandon because I, I was only young. But but uh, I first probably um, got started getting into it was in um, um, 2015 when I got um, uh, um, 17. So 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 what just after the uh, whole game um, of of the playoffs that were the first time I got it fully into it. I've always been one, but but uh, before Randa, I weren't really interested in it. But uh, yeah, so so at twenty seventeen with my um, with my uh, first proper time going, and I've been going there ever since. Well, f- fingers crossed your uh, your time sport in Sheffield Wednesday is uh, is is filled with more happiness than mine's been. Been years of misery, unfortunately. Uh, but no, yeah. it, it's uh, to be honest, mate. I, I think it's. I think there's something really special about sporting clubs like this. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I, I think in in modern football there is so much said. You know, to for, for people who support you, you know, your teams who win, they win trophies every year. They challenge for trophies every year. Um, I don't think the fans of you know teams like Man City now, you know. Mm. Uh, Man United fans, you know, they're having an absolute nightmare these days because they haven't won a trophy in a few years. I mean, we've been waiting a hell of a long time. You know, I was, I was one years old the last time we won something. Um, and, and I think it's, like I say, I think there's something to be said and they will, they a lot of them won't be able to understand the sort of joy that, that me and you can take from from things when, when a team is as is, mediocre as we've been for so long it's great to see the sort of the, the mood coming back have you felt that as well as a, as a fan have you felt like the sort of the mood changing under Darren Moore yeah I feel like um, um, since he's come in he's just brought uh, positivity and uh, stuff back into to the club that we've gone under the previous um, um, regimes of we had he's brought that sort of um, of um, belief back um, um, I, I think into the club and just uh, watching his interview it's got me it it, it gets you pumped and, uh, and uh, ready for it um, um, there was one the other uh, we, which, which the club did um, and it just got me buzzing because, because I, I think I, uh, I, I think he, uh, on, I think he gets a club, which is the most important thing, and he wants to, um, and he wants to drive the club forward, and he wants to make us, you know, good again, and that's what, as, um, as fans, we all, we all want to see, uh, and I think the, um, the building blocks in the, um, um. Are there for um for um to uh, hopefully go on to um to uh, not only achieve a promotion but to achieve um uh, um success in the future um but uh, yeah I'm uh, really um, optimistic about it and I and and I. And I can't wait for this forthcoming season and in, in the future seasons to come. Yeah, and he's a really lovely man as well, which helps. Yeah. 
yeah, he's a um, he's a lovely bloke, and and yeah, he's um, and um, I think I heard um, um, someone say with the um, with a um, BF and D or something, the, the, the big friendly Darren also. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a big bloke. He's a very oh, big yeah. friendly bloke. <laughs> he's um he is is um is an absolute um um you you won't want to mess around with him. That's for sure. Absolutely not. But um. But uh, well, it's great uh, having you uh, on today, Joe. Um, and 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 um, and uh, once again, uh, thank you for coming on. Um, uh, um, the next pod will be out in um, in um, two weeks. Why? Because we're all Wednesday away. Thanks again, guys, and I'll uh, uh, and I'll speak to you next time. Thank you.